Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 134. For those of you who are new to the show, I'm a specialist in performance and mindset, working with entrepreneurs all over the world, supporting them to be the best and perform at their highest levels in life and business. And I achieve this through my coaching and online programs. If you're listening to this episode in a car, cafe, home, or if you're really lucky, somewhere exotic, my aim is for you to learn and implement the valuable lessons shared in these episodes. Remember, to be exceptional will require you to pause, reflect, and implement. This episode is sponsored by Bartercard, which we will definitely hear more about later on in the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. So this week, we have got another great guest lined up for you, Roy Krebs. Now, Roy is the co-founder and CEO of Natural Stacks an open source supplement company focusing on helping consumers improve mood, memory, and focus. As the leader of Natural Stacks, Roy is passionate about maintaining transparency in labeling and honest sourcing of all ingredients. Roy's here today to share details about the different ways you can optimize your brain health and performance naturally, as well as answering the most popular questions and concerns about the possible benefits and drawbacks of supplements. He's on a mission to build a billion better brains through supplements, and he'll share his journey to achieve that goal. Welcome to the show, Roy. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. We caught you slightly off guard. (laughs) So, so Roy, before we dive into this this cool topic that we're going to talk about today, um, can you give us a little bit of a backstory of what's brought you to this point? Sure. So... Those that don't know me, I am the CEO and co-founder of Natural Stacks, and that's a supplement company that focuses on brain health. So it was kind of an interesting route to get here. Um, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a biologist or anything like that. I went to school for economics. And in college, I was was an athlete. So I, I played American football. I was the captain of the team. I did martial arts. So I was just always very in tune with my body and, and I knew what kind of output I can get. I, I did all the workouts, the nutrition, the supplements, and, and really was a pretty fine-tuned athlete, but um, had never thought about my brain health. I was so focused on my physical performance that I, I feel like it got to a point where I, it just clicked and I said, well, how come I'm not thinking about my brain? And that happened to me a couple of years after college. I was working... Um, in the real estate industry, actually, and it uh, the market was coming down. It was it was tough. I wasn't making any money, and I'm kind of just trying to figure out what to do next. And and what happened was my my grandfather got Alzheimer's and, and dementia, and he probably was coming down with it for a while. But um, once it was kind of actually diagnosed, it was the the first big health scare that I've had in my family, and it was really dramatic to watch someone that you know and love so well just diminish so quickly. And at the same time that I was watching and experiencing that, I noticed that my own brain was not working very well. I noticed that I was procrastinating severely and I, I wasn't even you know, starting my work until late morning. And I had a little bit of brain fog. And 
it, it scared me. It scared me because I, I had my grandfather who had the severe cognitive decline. You know, I had played football for eight years and, and was banging my head. And I'm wondering, you know, is this, is this something that is going to happen to me? And, and so that's when I really started digging into to brain health and brain optimization and certain biohacking techniques and supplements that you could take to optimize your brain. And I, I really became passionate about that. And so that's, that was the leading drive behind Natural Stacks and, and our mission to build a billion better brains. So you've, you have, you've left college, you've, you, you know, you, um, you're doing the real estate and all of that sort of stuff. And then all of a sudden, something must click and go, okay, I need to work in this field. Yeah. Well, I, I would say it was, uh, part of it was need, right? So I wasn't, I got to the point where I wasn't making any money and I was struggling to pay rent. And I, I started working side jobs. So I, I had my main real estate job in, in the, during the day, but I was working a hotel in the morning and I was working in a restaurant at night. Um, and I started, you know, researching entrepreneurship ideas. How, how can I start my own business? And my, my father was an entrepreneur. He was a, an architect. So he worked from home. He made his own schedule. And I, I always saw that, that freedom that he had. And I thought, you know, what well, I thought real estate was going to be my, my avenue to freedom and my avenue to, to success, but it wasn't. Um, I think part of it was the timing. It was, this was 2007, 2008, 2009. The market was crashing. Uh, uh, it, and so I, I got to the point where I was just struggling to make ends meet and I, and I knew I needed to do something else. And um, I, I actually was thinking about supplements as the supplement industry. And I found that, um, there wasn't a huge barrier to entry. And what I mean is it didn't cost that much money to get a first production run started and to get a website up and to, and to try to sell something. And um, I just didn't know what, what to do or, or what supplement or what niche to choose until all this happened with me in regards to the brain. And it was just so obvious and um, just jumped in. Yeah, it just went full speed ahead. And so with, with that, because obviously it's interesting because you, you, you can like specifically focused on the brain health aspect and a lot of people, when they'll, when they, they'll, they'll know mental health mm-hmm. and they'll talk about, Oh, I need to get, you know, I need to get healthy in the sense of eat the right stuff and everything else. How much attention do you think people are actually paying to that, to that aspect of them, which is realistically, it's the engine that runs despite how important the heart is, it's the brain that tells the heart to run. So how important or how underrest undervalued do you think that brain health is? I think severely. I think most people are operating at 50% capacity. I think most people uh, don't realize how, how much more they could do, how much more empathetic, how much better mood they could have. Um, I don't think people real, I think a lot of people today are, are overwhelmed, uh, in work and in society and with the constant notifications and everything, um, that, that starts to affect mood and, and society's pressure can, can affect anxiety. And then, uh, gut health, eating the wrong things can, can mess with brain fog. And, um, I think most people 
kind of think it's their, their normal status quo. Um, and it, it's really amazing once people kind of start taking the next step and, and realize that, wow, I've, I've got so much done today. And then they, they do it again the next day. And it's like, wow, this is, this is how your brain should be operating. But um, really, I, I think mental health and mental decline is the biggest health issue of our time by far. Um, uh, I don't know if you saw that the app, the iPhone app, Calm, is yes, to help people, help people meditate. And um, that app, just that app is worth more than a billion dollars now. Um, just to show how many people are seeking you know, a way to improve their mental health in some little way that they can. Yeah, but I, and I suppose is, is using an app like Calm or Headspace or whatever it is, how, how if, because obviously there is, there is benefits in just starting that meditation routine, but how much more effective is it when you are then managing your, your brain health as well? From a, and I guess that's not only from a, an exercise point, but also from with supplements, it's a biochemical um, fix as well, or, or maintenance as well. Yeah, and I tell people not to fight with their brain. So uh, be fluid, you know, and if, if meditation, if you're starting to get into meditation and if your brain just doesn't want to do it at that time, wait for a different time or figure out what time of day makes sense for you. Uh, but, but yeah, if you, can, if you can make sure that your brain is well stocked up in precursors and cofactors to the neurotransmitter GABA, which helps you relax and be calm before you go meditate, you can really be more productive in that meditation because maybe in a normal stance, it, it might take you 20 minutes to actually get into a meditative state. Whereas if you uh, hack your environment and your supplements and make sure that you have all the tools your body needs to meditate in the most effective way, you can maybe get into that meditative state in 10 minutes and you can have a deeper meditation and you can be more productive if you have the right nutrients and setting already in place. So, so yeah, it requires some meditation, but you know, don't, don't fight with, with the natural feeling that, that you, <laughs> that you have. Yeah. But that, but that's the interesting thing is, cause I think society is teaching people that that's what they have to do. This, this whole thing of, you know, the, the bad acronyms of what hustle means to everything else, you know, it's that it's, I had to learn the hard way to learn, to look after my, to look after my mind when I went through my mental health. Um, but I think there's so many people out there that are falling onto that false prophecy of, well, you just burn, burn the candle at both ends, get on with the stuff. Um, you know, the, the stupid sayings of you can sleep when you're dead or all of the crap that comes along. We're probably, you and I have probably heard them all. Um, it's that myth that people don't understand that actually slowing down and that, that maintenance actually makes you more productive and, and, and fulfilled and happier in the long run. Yeah, exactly. And you can, you can grind at both ends and you, you can't, I've done it, you know, and um, it just drains you so much, so much faster and you, and you don't realize it that, yeah, maybe you're working 12 hours a day, but you're not that productive and, and you, you don't have the right nutrition. You don't have the right sleep. Um, and just slowly over time that takes a, a more severe toll on you. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. You have to completely take care of your mental health. You have to get rest 
and if you can optimize your, yourself appropriately, you, you can get as much d done as in four hours as you used to in, in 12 hours if you were you know, trying to do so much and, and just uh, burning yourself out. Whereas, you know, yeah, work, work smarter, not harder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. So there's, there's two things I definitely want to cover you with before um, we move over to the second half. But there's another one I want to cover. You, you know, you've gone in and you've gone, okay, this is what I'm doing. Your entrepreneurial spirit's kicked in. You're going to do supplements. How does someone deal with the, you know, I guess the fear of, oh, my God, look what the competition is. You know, the, the challenges that an awful lot of entrepreneurs have starting out. What sort of um, things did you do to cope with that fear of I'm going against whoever the, you know, forgive me my ignorance in supplements. I don't know them. But what was it? What was the process that you went through to to deal with that? You know, I. I don't think I had that big of an issue with that. I, I've, I think I've always been a little bit of a risk taker. And um, I guess going back to my parents, my, my dad used to always kind of say, you know, don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. Uh, you know, do what you're going to do and, and it's going to be that way. You know, don't, don't care too much what other people's opinions are. And then my, my mom instilled in me, um, everything's going to be all right. That was kind of her her motto, you know, and um, we went through some tough times uh, in my childhood, but it was just always so positive. Um, you know, things are going to be okay. And so I, I kind of had that, those viewpoints and I think was uh, really helped me out as an entrepreneur. But I, I think that the hardest part as an entrepreneur is just getting started. And, um, you know, you might have a great idea and you're going to do well, but it, it takes a long time to just figure out what to do, right? Um, no one's telling you what to do. You, you don't have a guide. You, it's everything's on you. So it's um, it's a lot easier if you have a boss that's like, "Hey, do this and then do that and then do this," and you'll be doing a good job. When you're an entrepreneur, it's uh, everything's up to you. And I think that's kind of the hardest part. Maybe was the biggest struggle for me was was what should I actually be working on, and and how can I get my my idea out in the world, um, you know, without hesitating or being scared. Or uh, is it going to be perfect? You know, you, you really just have to go and, and start working and get something out there. Uh, and yeah, it's a, it's a big struggle for sure. So the, the two things I really want to speak to you about, um, I, I got this amazing little gift package in the mail today on, on super expedite all the way over from the United States. Um, and um, what I'd like to do is speak to you about the, the the package I got number one it it I love the packaging it's like it's just really cool coming from a printing background it's one of the things like I, I immediately love is like hey it's cool and punchy um but I received I received these uh, um these supplements from from yourself um can you go into um them a little bit because I love the sort of the the time information and and all of the really easy to understand. So could you go into a, a little bit about that, please? Yeah, I'll, I'll give a little intro. So at Natural Stacks, our concept is having these very targeted formulas. And I think that's what really sets us apart is that most supplement companies, the larger folks, I, I tend to call them the dinosaurs, uh, the companies that have been around for 100 years, they generally have a mood formula. 
in this mood formula, we'll have 15 different ingredients, um, kind of no rhyme or reason behind the mix, but they'll have ingredients in there that are targeting dopamine, serotonin, and GABA. These are all different neurotransmitters, and they're all related to mood. And so you take a product like that, and yes, you're, you're gonna get some mood uplift, but it's a very scattered approach, and I don't think it's the best way at all to improve mood or cognition, because each one of these neurotransmitters is responsible for a very different feeling, a very different defined mood state. So the mood you get from GABA is a lot different than the mood you get from dopamine. So it does not make sense to combine those. Um, and that's, that's where we come in, is we have these products that are targeting individual neurotransmitters in the brain. There's four main neurotransmitters, dopamine, acetylcholine, serotonin, and GABA. And, and so very roughly, uh, dopamine is that motivation, that drive, the wantingness to accomplish a task. And so that's really nice to take in the morning. It gets you out of bed and it makes you want to go do stuff. And I, I personally love that feeling. Um, then, and then next will come acetylcholine, which generally you're, you're burning a lot in the middle of the day. And this is when you're, you're synthesizing information, you're reading, you're writing, you're using these cognitive tasks. So acetylcholine is responsible for short-term memory, for focus, for thinking faster. And then serotonin is for a positive mood. Most people know that serotonin makes you feel good. And I recommend serotonin in the afternoon because most people, after they've worked most of the day, they're worn out, they're a little bit irritable, they're stressed. So serotonin in the afternoon, if you can boost that neurotransmitter, you can get into a more positive mindset, finish your day strong, be, in a, be happy. Um, and then GABA would be the next, the last of the four main neurotransmitters. And GABA is typically more active in the evening. GABA helps you relax and calm down and fall asleep. Uh, people that are uptight and anxious and overwhelmed are low in GABA. So if you can realize that, then take some GABA in the evening to help you calm down, help you relax. Uh, so it's, there's a lot to learn, but just taking the basic concept of rather than throwing everything in one capsule, different times of day or different situations lend themselves to different neurotransmitters. Yeah. And if you're carpet bombing it, you're not really getting the benefit of having the right dose at the right time. The right time. It's exactly. So GABA, you know, if you're going to take it on a regular basis, taking the evening is good because it's going to help you relax and fall asleep. But if you have a big presentation at work or something that, that's making you anxious or nervous in the morning, take it then because it's going to help you get to your baseline. So then you can act more normal. Um, so, so if you can be introspective and, and figure out, how am I feeling? And it's not just good or bad, but uh, I can't focus. I'm having trouble with my memory. I'm having trouble with my motivation. I'm overwhelmed. I'm nervous. I'm in a negative mood. So if you can figure out exactly which one of those feelings you're having, you can relate it to a neurotransmitter and you can provide your body the nutrients it needs to create that neurotransmitter and it all happens more easily and more effectively. And does and does would this change if your circadian rhythm was different, or does this does the circadian rhythm just flow the same way? Because I take it the circadian rhythm. You, I think what is it if you're a night owl, it's the you you are later riser and you go to bed later. I think that's right. And a lark is the other sure. way. Sure. Is is there a different process with that, or yeah, you just push back the schedule. Um, 
and this is the schedule, like we mentioned for morning tonight, is is pretty rough. Um, so, if I think most people are kind of mostly deficient in maybe one of these neurotransmitters, and so that's kind of the first step, just to recognize I'm I'm procrastinating on a regular basis. So that probably means I'm low in dopamine. If you can fix that deficiency, then or if you can help boost that neurotransmitter, then you can act at your, on, on your normal baseline and then start to really optimize. And you can say, oh, I'm, I'm going to be recording some podcasts and I want my, my rural fluency, I want my short-term memory to be sharp. So I can take some acetylcholine right before I do that to, to make sure that my brain is primed for that activity. And that's when it really gets fun when you can say, I'm, I'm going to go meditate. So I want to take some GABA precursors or I'm going to go on a hike out in the wilderness. And if I take some serotonin precursors before that, I'm gonna automatically be in a good mood and it's gonna really be nice. Um, so that's what's pretty cool about it is, is being able to nudge your brain into different brain states that really help you complete a certain task or, or excel in a certain situation. Mm. And what I really love is, is just how, how, this, how straight to the point your guides are you know 6 a.m to 10 a.m take x mm -hmm. unless you need it and as you said quite often you don't see that sort of information you just basically see here it is the the camera you know like the I, I guess what the 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 calorie count and all of that rubbish that goes on the back yeah. but very very often you don't see that but straight away you know right so dopamine is for that and and general general public don't they know what they've heard of dopamine, but they may not know exactly what dopamine does. Exactly, and that's that's always been what I say is our struggle and our opportunity is education, because um, our our products are a little more scientific. They're a little more targeted. It's not just a mood product. It's not just a brain product. So so it requires more education, and so that's why we have this type of marketing material and guides where, where we can provide that very you know, digestible way. So we don't have to go into science of what's dopamine, how it's created and how it's synthesized. We just say dopamine is good for mental energy and productivity and drive. And that's really nice to take in the morning. So here's the basic time that you're going to be wanting to take this to really optimize your, your morning. Um, so yeah, we, and that's something that we didn't have when we launched the company and, and that all stemmed from customer feedback is people saying, you know, which one is for me? When should I take it? Uh, which situation, what time should I take this? And that's when we, we said, oh yeah, well, you know, we know this, but we need to really make this clear for our customers. No, that's cool. That's cool. Okay. So the thing I would like to speak to you about finally is about sleep health. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, Obviously, the importance now, as a sufferer who had hypersomnia for several years, and, and I've had terrible insomnia for, for a while as well. So I just kind of like wanted to go to both ends of the scale. Um, I know what I've had to teach myself in order to improve my quality of sleep. And I know that it's quite a challenging thing for a lot of people when I speak at events, people will come up to me or even working with my coaching clients. What advice, tips, or suggestions have you got about helping people sleep or creating a more natural way of sleeping? Yeah. And of course, there's drugs and, and supplements too that you can take to help optimize sleep. And I can talk a lot about that. One of them is just magnesium. People don't realize that they're deficient in magnesium. 
that can really help you get to sleep. But um, yeah, let's talk about more like natural environmental and lifestyle things you can do. So I think most people know that I'll start basic and maybe get a little more complex, but a dark room. So no light uh, coming into your room, you know, black out your windows. You're not, your bedroom is not to hang out. This is a sleep quarters. Um, so you want it to be completely dark and you also want it to be a little cold, a little bit colder than, than what you would normally be. And that helps you get into a deeper sleep. Um, if your environment is too warm, you'll notice you're waking up throughout the night. Your body's not able to get to that deep sleep. Um, so light and, and so blocking any junk light that's coming into your room at all, electronics, uh, windows, and then sound too. You know, if you live in a city, um, sometimes it's hard to, there's honking and there's car noises and people yelling outside. And so if you, if you have that sort of environment, you know, buy a sound machine. Um, pretty easy, you know, get it going and, and that's going to help tune that stuff out because even when you're sleeping, you're, you are listening. And even if you don't wake up, these sounds can disrupt your, your sleep cycles. Um, and so the, more of the mental aspect of getting ready for sleep, I think a huge thing that people deal with is just uh, not being able to turn their brain off. So they have these racing thoughts. They have so much on their mind or they're worried about what they're going to have to do tomorrow. And so what I recommend is, is just journaling and you don't have to, you know, write your whole story of what you did that day. But by journaling, I just mean getting what's on your mind off, off your mind. So if it's, Hey, tomorrow I have to go to the bank and I have to do some laundry and Oh, I have to call this person. Oh shoot. Uh, you know, just get all that off onto, onto your paper. So then from a very basic standpoint, your mind doesn't have to think about that. You already know that it's on paper, so you don't have to worry about it. So you, that is just super easy and, and effective at just writing down a couple notes before you go to sleep. And, and you'll find it's nice. You're able to offload that and you can wake up and you're like, oh yeah, here's my list. It's all ready to go. Um, the next one of helping of, of just getting ready to sleep is box breathing. And it sounds like you've done some research. You may have heard of this. Um, but box breathing is if you can imagine a box and it has four sides. And think about this box as you're breathing. And you're going up one side and you're breathing in. And you choose a, a time frame. So we'll say each side of this box is four seconds. So we're going to breathe in for four whole seconds. Slowly breathe in for four seconds. Then we're going to hold our breath for four seconds and that's the top of the box. And then going down the next side of the box, we're gonna slowly breathe out for four seconds. And then the bottom of the box, which is kind of the hardest part, is being, have no breath in your body and holding that for four seconds before you breathe in again. And that is, it's simple technique, but if you just concentrate on this breathing technique for, for three minutes, for, for three to five minutes, it, you'll fall asleep before you know it. Uh, because you're, you're like tricking your reptilian brain. You're saying, I'm in control. Uh, this is how we're going to, this is how you're going to get oxygen. Uh, and just focus on, on that breath. And that kind of tunes everything else out. It starts to tune everything else out so that you can have a clear mind so that you can effectively just relax and fall asleep. Yeah, they're brilliant. They're, you know, it's really interesting because time and time again, it's the simplest strategies mm -hmm. that are, you know, from the point of breathing and just actually changing the pattern of your breathing. Um, 
I I purchased uh, something called years well a while ago called a doudou, um, and a doudou is from France. And basically, what it does is it puts a a beam of light onto the ceiling and helps you time your breath oh. to slow the rhythm down. Just for those people that are going, no, no, that square breathing's too simple. I couldn't possibly do that. Okay. The way yeah. to give me some technology. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> And the other one is it's the journaling. There's so many people that will sit there all night with a, that thing going on in their head yeah. without thinking about, oh, I'll just write it down and I'll deal with it tomorrow. Yeah. It's, it's, and the amount of times I'll get told, listen, what you're teaching is way, way too simple. It can't be that effective. And it's like, <laughs> why don't you try it? Before yeah. I know people, people think that they have to have some special supplement or some special technology routine. It's like, just, just try these basic things. And, and really it's, it's more basic than you think, you know, humans have been sleeping for a while now and yeah. uh, <laughs> we, do, we do it naturally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you could just get yourself to be more normal and relax yeah. a little bit, yeah, yeah. it happens pretty naturally. Looking for a great business opportunity. Bartercard franchises are based on an area model and it's simple. The more business you generate, the more you earn. Owning a Bartercard franchise gives you the control to be your own boss along with the reassurance and ongoing support from a world-class global management team. Franchisees grow their business by meeting business owners and demonstrating how Bartercard works and how Bartercard is a key tool in the development of their business by guaranteeing to bring new customers increasing sales, saving cash and improving cash flow, providing the opportunity to fill their spare capacity or downtime and sell their excess stock without special offers or discounts, improving profitability and providing an interest-free line of credit to preserve cash. In return, Bartercard provides a comprehensive support program, including business planning templates, office setup and support, regional marketing support, and initial and ongoing training. If you're interested in this amazing business opportunity, please contact Nadia Ruhi on 0800-840-6333. That's 0800-840-6333. Um, okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to jump over to the second part of the show. This is where I ask you a set of questions that I ask every single guest who comes on. The first question being... On average, how much time a week do you dedicate to self-development? That's body, mind, and spirit. Not enough. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's changed. I, I have a 15-month-old baby at home. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so my life is a lot different than it was a year and a half ago. And um, I think previously I, I had a lot more time to myself. And I, I was able to say, Oh, I'm going to go out and, you know, I'm going to go on a hike and um, I'll be back in a couple hours. And, you know, now I, I don't really have that freedom. Um, so my, my personal development for me now uh, happens on the weekends and my weekends is my family time. So the thing that I'm constantly working on is, is being less of a robot and being more emotional and being more connected with my family and in the moment. So that, that's kind of, that's what I've been working on recently. And, and I really, the only time that I have to do that is, is the weekend. Um, so how much time do I spend on personal development a week? Probably only a couple hours. Okay. But I suppose is there's 
as an entrepreneur, you you're always doing something, even if you from an even if it's not a conscious effort, there's probably stuff still going on and uh, through osmosis and God knows what else. Sure, sure. I'm always trying to learn new things. You know, I'm always uh, talking to people that are are more advanced than me and and trying to increase my knowledge in, in all kinds of different areas of, of my life. So yeah, my, my personal development's always happening, but, but when I, when I really think about it and take time for myself and, and, and stop thinking about work, that's, that's when I feel like I'm, I'm really kind of being more of a, a human. <laughs> <laughs> well, kids do that. <laughs> Slow down in yeah. some way or form. Okay, question number two is what book has made the biggest impact to your self-development or personal growth and why? You know, this one's pretty easy for me. It's The Edge Effect by Dr. Eric Braverman. The Edge Effect. And what, what was really profound to me is what, what it did is it explains how your personality and who you are and as a person, how you interact with people, your mood, your mindset, your empathy, everything is defined by your neurotransmitters. And, and that was a, it was a really powerful book that, that taught me to be introspective, like I mentioned before. Um, and, and this book really turned that page for me. And it really, this book was the, the origin of us creating these very specific neurotransmitter supplements. Um, so yeah, it, it did change my life. It changed the way I viewed my brain and it, it's, a, for me, I'm a kind of a logical structural, um, you know, I really like supply chain and manufacturing and, uh, analytics and that sort of thing. So when, rather than saying, oh, you know, here's who you are, that's, that's just it. You know, this is, everyone's different, but think about that further and why are you feeling this way? And it comes down to these little chemicals in your brain. Uh, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting that who you are, your personality, and how you feel is defined by these neurotransmitters. And everyone's different. Everyone has different levels of neurotransmitters. But when you think about it in this way, it gives you control. Yeah, okay. Gives you control. Brilliant, okay. Okay, so next question is, what app has made the biggest impact to your business or life? I have so many apps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to. I want to get rid of all my apps. Um, but but one that I found is powerful is is just on my computer, and it's F F F O C U S. So focus with three Fs. Go to focus.com with three Fs. And uh, my friend actually made this, so I'm a little biased. But all it is is this, is an open page on your computer, and you press start. And it's 25 minutes and it, that's it. It's just like it. So whenever I have like a project I want to do and I don't want to look at email, and I don't want to do anything else. Uh, I just go to this website and I press start and it's like a 25 minute countdown and I just limit distraction and I'm like, and I work for 25 minutes hard and then I take a break. And just that concept of, of rather than trying to do so much at once, just being like, okay, I'm going to work on this can get out of my face <laughs> i'll see you in a half an hour um is, has been really powerful for me but again simple strategy you know yeah, it's yeah. this thing isn't it it's it's just that it doesn't i think it's that it's don't try and focus too many people try and focus on 50 things at once and it's just 
You're never going to get everything done. Just one thing, solid, and you'll you'll keep moving through. You'll be amazed if you can get 20 minutes of doing one thing. It's, it doesn't sound like long, but wow. Um, another, another on the same mindset is um, there's a, an app for your for your email. It's Boomerang. They purchased a Inbox Pause. So Inbox Pause or Boomerang, you can check it out. And what it does is it, is it just you can set what times you want your emails to come in. So rather than having all day of a random of emails coming, notifications, and oh, oh yeah, I have to deal with this, I have to deal with that. You can say, I want my emails to come in at 9.30 a.m., 12.30, and 3.30. And um, I was pretty more, more strict with this, and I've kind of let it go a little bit. But um, that's super powerful, too, if you can just say, I'm going to spend a half an hour going through emails, and then I'm going to get into my deep work, and I'm not going to look at email for a few hours. Yeah. And that's really it, powerful. Yeah, and it's, a, it's amazing habit to get into rather than thinking that everyone requires a response every second of the day right, right. because they don't it's just a belief mechanism 24 hours you know if you can get back to someone the same day that's yeah. you're doing great <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly okay question number four what's your biggest business mistake which turned into a valuable lesson and what did it teach you yeah i for me it was over optimizing it was pushing too hard. So this actually happened to me less than a year ago, maybe nine months ago. It's, it's like I said, I'm like an analytical person. So I'm always kind of figuring out. And I also like negotiating. You know, I, I, like, um, I like getting, <laughs> getting a good deal, you know. Uh, and and I, I pushed. I, I realized it after the fact. I had no idea this was happening but I pushed our manufacturing partner too hard. Uh, one of our, we have a couple of manufacturers, but our main one, I, um, I pushed them too hard. It, and it wasn't even just on price, but I was pushing on terms and ship dates and, and protocols that I want them to follow to make my life easier. And um, I'd been working with this company for two or three years. So this wasn't like a, a new thing. I had, a, I thought a good relationship with them and, um, things were going great, but I just kept, I kept trying to optimize, you know, I knew I could get a little bit better pricing or better terms or, or faster production or something like that. And all of a sudden on a Friday afternoon, they broke up with me. Um, and it was, it was a worse breakup than, uh, you know, my high school girlfriend. It was, uh, <laughs> I, I literally, it came over an email. They didn't even have the decency to call me, um, an email that just said, you know, hey, it's been doing. It's been great working with you for the last few years, but um, we're done. And I'm just like shocked. You know, are you serious? Like, I have production runs that are underway. I have runs that I need to get started. Like, I can't go out of stock. Um, I thought we were friends. We've been working together for years. Uh, you know, I had to get him on the phone, and I'm like, well, what the hell happened? And they're like, well, it just got to the point where. <laughs> Uh, we were spending too much time on your account. It was it was too much time for our customer service, too much time for our operations team, and it just wasn't worth it to it anymore. And that was just really eye-opening to me, is that like you have to have a balance of, of yes, you want to optimize, yes, you want to get the best deal and everything, but you have to make sure that the other side of the party is just as happy. Yeah, win-win. Um, and so that that was a big lesson for me. It came as a big shock, and I thought I was doing so good, you know, it's optimizing, I'm I'm getting, getting these great deals, but I actually got to the point where I, um, 
yeah, I, I had to spend many months just trying to get back to the same level of efficiency because I basically had to start from scratch. It's learning. It's learning that the sword has two edges, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's you know sometimes when we're so passionate and so mission driven, sometimes that and because you like getting a good deal, which there's nothing <laughs> wrong with. It. Yeah. I'm just like, no, not that good a deal. Okay. <laughs> All right. Question number five. What are your challenges in harmonizing work and life? Obviously, now you've got a 15-month-old um, mm -hmm. um How do you manage them? You know, I, I've told people this, and they first think I'm crazy, but I've actually become more productive at work after I've had my child, um, which, is, which is crazy, right? I have way less time. I, I'm sleeping less, uh, but I've been able to really compartmentalize and, and, and put my work into different zones. And so um, my, biggest, my biggest challenge is, is turning off when I'm home. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you just, you're, the, you're the one calling the shots and um, it's really hard to turn off. I'm very personally invested in this business. You know, I, uh, this is my life. Um, I, I'm extremely passionate about building better brains and helping people. But, but I also, I mean, this is my income. Um, you know, I have nothing else. This is, this is, this is my career and it's going to be for, for a long time. So it's, I, when you have so much personally invested in something, it's hard to turn off. Um, and that's the hardest thing is, is so now my, my schedule is, um, I'm up pretty early, six or, or earlier, and I spend uh, two hours hanging out with my baby, and I don't look at my phone. It's really hard uh, not to see what emails are coming in or what's going on, but I just don't. And, um, and then when I'm at work, I've become more productive because I know that when I go home, my wife's going to yell at me <laughs> if I pull out my laptop. Uh, so when I'm at work, you know, I am full, I am full go and I, I just gotten more organized and, and I've really I like set up my day. So usually it's, it's calls in the morning. Uh, it's like emails midday and then it's uh, creative or longer term projects in the afternoon. And I've just gotten a lot better at my schedule, a lot better at, at doing work when I need to do it rather than, Oh, I have, you know, before I used to do a lot of work at night and it's kind of, I like working at night. You know, my brain is calm and no one's bothering me, but now I don't really have that luxury. Um, so before when I was like, Oh, I don't like, no worries. I didn't get it done today. I'll just do it tonight. Uh, now it's like, I have to do it today. So I actually become more productive it, in my challenge of, of turning off at home and not looking at my phone. I've become uh, a better entrepreneur, which has been pretty cool. Yeah. So a, a question, cause funny enough, this came up today with a client of mine when you go on holiday, as obviously you're an entrepreneur, you've got vested interest in your business and everything else. What two questions? How long does it take you to switch off work mode, if you ever do? And then how do you, what strategies do you use to turn off that? It, vacation is, is a tough one. Um, I, I don't think I really ever turn it off. And especially when, when I'm away, I'm like a little more nervous and um, worried things are, are getting done so I you know I guess I, I went on a little vacation over 4th of July um, three or four days and and I was able to unplug pr pretty well um, 
but I, I for sure am, am checking my phone as emails come in while I'm, while I'm vacationing. I, I just put everything, I just, my thought process when I'm vacation is, I'm gonna have a bunch of work when I get back. Uh, but you know, I already know that, and I already have scheduled a couple days of catch up, and that's okay. That's okay. So the only thing that I'm checking for is like emergencies, <laughs> and I try to just tone everything out. And it's it's fairly effective, but um, I don't think I've really had a, a great vacation in a while. <laughs> you need, yeah, hang on. Which which drugs can we give you? Which you better okay right okay no but i think that's i think it is it's a real it's a real challenge that especially well i don't know whether it depends on the age i suppose it depends on how much passion and how much love you have for your business yeah and i love working you know it's not yeah i'm yeah, not I'm, trying to get, a, get away from work i um but i just consciously realized that i have to relax every once in a while you know and i have to completely unplug and i'm pretty good at it but i i don't think i'm the best no Okay. Everyone's got room for improvement. Sorry, everyone. Okay. Next question. What advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? I, it, you know, one, like I said before, is just start, just start building, start creating, and put some sort of work project out into the world for, for people to see. And then along the same lines is just to talk. And I, I think I've, I've always done this and people kind of looked at me a little crazy, but I, I think it's really important is that, you know, an entrepreneur, you have this, this idea and maybe it's a little crazy and, and that's okay. But I think a lot of people are like, I'm not, they're one, they're worried to tell people about it. Um, and one, which is completely false is that someone's going to steal my idea. Uh, <laughs> no, no one is going to actually do the work and steal your idea. No one. Uh, and then the, the other one is, is worried about what someone's going to think. Uh, but th these are just so wrong. And it, especially in the early stages of, of creating anything, you need to be talking to everyone you know, everyone you don't know, and just saying, hey, here's my, here's my idea. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm going to build. What do you think? And get as much feedback as you can. And of course, some people are going to be like, yeah, hey, you're nuts. Um, and that's fine. That's just another data point. But talk to talk to talk about your idea to everyone and you'll just, you'll start to learn to see what, um, these are potential customers. These are, you know, this is, this is the average public that doesn't think like you and you need to understand how they might view your idea. And, um, like I said, it's, it's totally fine if people think you're crazy because most people aren't willing to even think about, about some sort of different idea or think about taking a, a, a massive leap into quitting your job and being an entrepreneur. Most people can't comprehend that sort of thing. So you're gonna get a lot of eye rolls and people are gonna think you're nuts, but that's fine. Keep talking about your idea. And what I found too is the more you talk about it, the more like invested you become personally. Uh, you know, all of a sudden you've told, you've told 50 people about it, uh, you know, now you got to do something, <laughs> you know, you have some accountability because, because you've been talking about it. So I, I really am a, I'm a fan of, if you have a, a new business idea, tell as many people as you can and see what people think. And feedback, feedback's just, it's exactly that it's feedback. I think it's sometimes is you can get out there and I know I'm going through this at the minute when I'm, I'm creating my own journal and planner and it's, I just want the feedback. I've, I've gone past that point of going, just because you don't like 
the box being in this bit doesn't mean it's in the wrong place. Yeah. It means that listen to what people are saying and you may decide to do it slightly differently after it. It's a, it's part of the it's part of the creative process. Yeah. So and that's the courage bit. That's yeah. about the courage of going put it out there For and sure. let's hear the real thing. It's scary. It's scary. It? It's a very personal thing when you're when you're building something that's maybe for yourself. You know, you, you have a personal need and you, you want to start something. Um, but yeah, it's a very personal experience that sometimes it's hard to talk about, but you need to. It's it's super important. Yeah. Okay. Question number seven. What is your definition of success? Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. So I um, and, and freedom to me is is financial freedom. So not having to worry about money. Um, kind of just doing what you want to do when you want to do it and not having, not having money be a factor of the decision. Um, so, so financial freedom, um, uh, emotional freedom. So, so being, being in a spot in, in my life that where I'm completely happy with my, with my relationships and, and my emotional health. Um, so, so free, free to think really, you know, free to have that emotional thought and, and free to, um, free to explore, you know? Um, yeah, I think a lot of people get caught in, in doing a job or something and, and you have to do that job. You have to pay the bills. Um, and it's really hard to make changes, but yeah, freedom, freedom to me is, is freedom to do what you want, financial freedom, freedom to travel, you know, not, not be location dependent. Um, so all these, all these different aspects of freedom, I, I think are, if you can achieve that, you, you are truly successful. Yeah, totally. Okay, number eight. Do you have any daily routines and rituals that make a huge impact to your day? Uh, I'm sorry, you broke up a little. A daily routine that makes a yeah, big impact? So, yeah, so do you have any daily routines or rituals that make a huge impact to your day? Uh, with the baby, life has, has kind of... <laughs> she's the boss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It'll be for a long, long, long time. <laughs> uh but it, there's a couple of little things, yeah. So I, uh, like I said, I, I group my work into types of work that I'm doing. And that relates to maybe how my neurotransmitters are firing at that certain time of day. Um, and that really helps. But like first thing in the morning, um, for me, what really helps is I don't check my phone. So right when I wake up, I am not looking at my phone because that just leads to stress for me. Um, if I wake up and I look at my phone, I see things that I have to do. And I don't want that when I'm trying to craft my perfect day. I need time to have my coffee. I need time to stretch a little bit, to open up my mind, to be able to take in these problems that I'm about to take in. So, so my morning is I just don't look at my phone and then I try to go outside kind of first thing. I, I, we have some dogs. So I let my dogs outside. They can go to the bathroom and I just chill outside for like five, 10 minutes, whether it's cold, whether it's hot. Uh, that wakes me up. And so that those couple of things, I think just not checking your phone for the first hour of your morning is super hard to do. But um, once I started doing that and kind of my baby forced me to do that a little bit, um, it, it really helps you craft your day. And it, you're more prepared to tackle that to-do list if you can take care of your first, yourself first. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, the final question is it's a final conversational point for us to have is based on a life lesson question. These are lessons that I've learned um, through business or recovering 
from my illness. And all you need to do is pick a number between 1 and 20. And whatever it lands on, that is our final conversational point. Any number, huh? Any number between 1 and 20. How about number 2? All right, I'm going to ask, was that your jersey number? No, it wasn't. Oh, that's okay. It is amazing how many sports people go going, oh, I was a joke. Okay, so this one's be the example. Um, and I think for me, with my kids, or when I've got part of my virtual team, is I want to um, lead from the front. I don't want to be someone that's like the old-fashioned command and control thing, which is go and do that. I want If I'm going to do something, I want to say, yes, I, I'm doing it because I will do it as well. And... You know, it's it's also about what I realized is during my illness, I was always in a state of blame. I was always looking for people to follow because I could just say, well, if that happens, then it's their fault or or whatever else. And the changes didn't really start to happen until I took the lead. You know, I took the responsibility. I took um, I took a purposeful direction and where I want what I wanted to do with my life and the kind of father I wanted to be and husband and everything else and I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on that well I think that's awesome I mean no one's you're not going to get very far relying on other people and and that just in general like you it's a dog-eat-dog world it's not easy you know to, to to be happy and to succeed and and do these things but it, it does all stem from you you can't rely on anyone you have to just do it yourself um that's I and mean, that's what i found is, is sure sure i trust people and and uh, things like that but if there's something that that you want to see in your life you you have to take the reins and, and attack and it's, it's not easy it's, it doesn't happen immediately either i mean uh you know i'm nowhere near near our goals of, of building a billion better brains I have a, a long ways to go but um, it's the process that that's fun and it, it starts getting fun once you really take control for sure. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. So it is our final moment that the floor is now yours, Roy, for you to share with um, anything you'd like to share, how we can find out more about you, how we can find out more about natural stacks, anything like that. So if you could take, take it away and let's, and let the floor be yours. Yeah, no, sure. Thank you. I'm, I'm not really on social media. I don't have an Instagram. I, I don't really, I'm on Twitter, anything, but uh, I love communicating with, with anybody, anyone who's interested in brain health and supplements. Uh, please reach out to me. I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say or any comments, anything I can maybe help with. Roy at naturalstacks.com. It's my email. So um, I really would love to hear from as many people. I, I, I like you know, talking with, with folks who are trying to improve their, their brain. It's, it's, it's a fascinating field and it's, you can really dive in deep and uh, make dramatic changes. So, so yeah, please reach out to me, Roy at naturalstacks.com if there's anything I can help or clarify anything at all. Um, again, I'm, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, um, but I, I have a pretty, pretty good knowledge and understanding of how the brain works and, and neurotransmitters. And yeah, taking that, that next step, if, if someone did want to try our, neurotransmitter specific products trybrainfood.com is a website trybrainfood.com and we have an introductory offer for our brain food neurotransmitter products 50% off um, so you can try these out for yourself and, and really see how you can optimize your day 
Brilliant. And I'll make sure all of that is on the show notes. I am really looking forward to dive in and get my brain super healthy. Um, Roy, just to say the last thing, it's been an absolute pleasure and privilege having you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and experience on the entrepreneurial journey. And just take this final moment to say, wishing you the greatest success. Thank you. It was, it was great. I had an awesome time. It's very fluid conversation. Easy to talk to you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. First of all, let me just say a huge and massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know you're listening. I really appreciate the support. If you would like to know more about me, the services I offer, how to connect with me on social media, then please visit www.successiq.co.uk. Remember, if you're interested in learning some great strategies that I teach or want to be part of the amazingly supportive community where you can find lives, Q&A sessions and other great educational empowering resources, then take action and search for Success IQ Alliance on Facebook and join this brilliant group. It would be lovely to see you there. You can tune in and listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud and TuneIn and of course iTunes. And if you have enjoyed the show and have the time, please leave a rating and review because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm aspiring to do. I wish you the greatest success and remember, don't settle for mediocrity. Go out there and create and live the exceptional. Have a lovely week and remember, just one conversation can create a lifetime of results. See you next week.